the Ukrainian resistance has actually become a very powerful symbol for me. And I've kind of related that to myself, picturing my mind as a battlefield and these thoughts of depression and despair and anger trying to get inside. But I want to be like those Ukrainians and I want to drive those out with faith and hope and light and love. Welcome to Stories of Hope in Hard Times, the show that explores how people endure and even thrive in difficult times, all with God's help. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. Join me on a journey to find inspiring stories of hope and wisdom learned in life's hardest moments. My guest today is the author of The Holy Ghost from A to Z and the host of the podcast Latter-day Saint Book Nook, where she pulls religious insights from books of all genres. She enjoys writing and speaking about gospel topics in a way that's clear and focused on personal application. She graduated from Brigham Young University with a degree in human development and is now using that degree to develop three of her own little humans with her husband, Vlad. They currently live in Utah. I am pleased to present Liz Cousinji. Liz, are you ready to share your story of hope? Yes. Liz, we are so excited to have you on today's podcast. And just to break the ice, I hear you have a funny story about making brownies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, when I was a teenager, about 17 years old, I wanted to make some brownies for some people, you know, do a nice thing. Um, but I was totally inept at anything cooking related oh no but, you know I thought you know I would branch out and do this so I, I drove to the store and I got the brownie mix and I came home and I was so proud to be you know doing everything by myself and so I read the instructions and uh, I got to the point where it said um, grease only the bottom of the pan and I think it was the word only that threw me off because I'm like if I grease the the bottom it could get on the sides and that that must not be what it means and so I greased the the bottom like the actual the bottom, underside the underside the bottom of the pan <laughs> for for two batches before I realized that's not what you do <laughs> <laughs> and so I joke that the brownies stuck to the pan but that pan slid right out of the oven <laughs> Oh my goodness. That is, that is awesome. You know, life is funny that way. And and we have learning experiences along the way that help us learn things sometimes the easy way and sometimes the hard way, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so fun. I am so excited to have Liz on because one of the amazing things about Liz is she has this really interesting connection to the Ukraine. And I thought with everything going on, over in the Ukraine right now, it would be interesting to have her come on and share her experiences, how she grew to love the Ukraine and how she has a really personal connection with it now so that you guys can get a picture of that and, and then how God is helping her through all the stuff that's happening right now. Liz, why don't you take us back to your introduction to the Ukraine and, and, and how it evolved? Yeah, so I was, um in Ukraine in 2013 and 2014 um, as a volunteer for about a year and a half. 
I was actually there the first time Russia came and took the Crimea. Wow. Um, so kind of flashback then. Um, but after my mission, I got in touch with a, a man that I knew there and we started talking and video chatting and fell in love. And he came to the States and uh, we got married. So that was about seven years ago. Wow. Um, and so we have three kids and we obviously keep in touch with Ukraine because his family is still there. So his mm -hmm. mom and his sister. And we actually went and visited in October. So we were there just less than six months ago. Wow. Wow. So talk me through how the recent events and the invasion of Russia into the Ukraine has impacted you and your family and, and just the emotions that you've been experiencing. Yeah. Um, it's been hard. It's been very hard. The first few days and actually probably the first week and a half, um, I think we were all just in shock of what was happening. Mm-hmm. And I was just so glued to my phone for, I mean, to watch the news and knowing of my family and my friends that are there and even like reaching out and messaging, like, are you still there? Have you left? How are things? Um, and I also have anxiety, postpartum anxiety. And turns out that anxiety plus war is not a very good combination. <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So it's been, yeah. And I've gone through, I mean, the shock of it and then just the, um, the sorrow, um, randomly crying on and off when I think about what's happening. Um, I've gone through the anger of, you know, anger at the people that are, are doing this and anger at the people that aren't helping as much as I wish they would be. Um, and thankfully I've also had some things that have brought me more peace and hope, but I've, I've definitely been way, way up and down through it all because it is so personal to me. Oh yeah. So give me an update on your family over there. Where are they right now? Have they, are, have they been able to move, relocate? Are they safe? Yes. So, end. so they were in Kiev um, for the first week and a half of the war and we were hoping we were kind of encouraging them to, to leave, but to leave your home is not an easy thing to do. You know, oh, you want to, yeah. you want to stay where it's comfortable, where, where, you know, people and things and everything. Um, but finally they just realized that they needed to leave. And so they, um, you know, got a ride to the train station, got on a train headed to Western Ukraine. And so now they're in a, in a city in Western Ukraine um, where it's safer for now. And then if they need to move from there, they'll probably go more west to Poland and, and Europe and, and so forth. But when they left, it was it was a huge uh, relief just to, I mean, even though I still have friends and people I know there, um, to just know that my, my children's grandma and aunts are safe, that made, that made a big difference. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So... What have you heard from them as far as their reaction to it? Have they been going through the same up and downs you have? What are the emotions that they have been expressing to you? Yeah, the 
the same thing that the shock and the sorrow and the anger, basically <laughs> everything I'm feeling, but to a greater degree, because they're there. Um, we've tried to not be too pushy with asking for updates. There was a time where I would be like, how are you doing? Where are you? Like, and I mean, the first few days, it was almost like, are you alive? You know, it was that bad. Um, but I've kind of given them more space to let them focus on, you know, what they're doing. And then now, now that they're away, kind of letting them relax. And, um, but we do, we, we video chat with them often. In fact, after this interview, I'm going to go home and we're going to, um, talk to them and it's always great to see them. And we kind of cheer them up with our, our little kids that they get to see on the, and the antics, uh, right? Little children always bring joy, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting there. Um, we go to church with a Russian speaking congregation. Really? Yeah. So in, in our area, the Salt Lake area, um, there's actually a pretty um, large Russian speaking population. Mm-hmm. And that includes um, from Russia, from Ukraine, from other countries. And <clears throat> I remember, um, I remember the second Sunday that the war was going on. And I just, I went to church with such a heavy heart because that was when you, that was when things got really bad. Like the first Sunday we were still like, what's going on and what's this going to mean? But the second Sunday, like things were really bad by then. And I remember going there with just this heavy heart, but then seeing these other people, like seeing these Ukrainians who this is happening to their homeland and they have friends and they have family there. And there's some people who can't even get a hold of their loved ones because of what's happening. And I just started to, to cry. But then I realized like these people are here. Like they aren't sitting at home cursing God. They're at church. They're praying and singing and worshiping and supporting each other. And I just thought, you know, if they can be that strong, I can be strong too. Mm. Wow. That is beautiful. And so you have members in your congregation who are both from Russia and from the Ukraine, and they are interacting in a good way. (laughs) Is that what it boils down to? Yes. Yeah. And uh, the first Sunday we met our the leader of our congregation kind of uh, gave a, a sermon on unity and also kind of keeping politics out of the, the church building to, mm-hmm. I guess, to preempt any conflicts that may arise. But from what I've seen there, there haven't been, you know, those, those types of things. There's just been unity and love and support no matter where they're from. Wow. You know what, What impresses me the most about that, Liz, is that the gospel of Jesus Christ can unite people of all different races, religions, countries. It doesn't matter that it can unite all of us. And I just find this example of your congregation so inspiring that they can just say, okay, our countries are at war, but we are one of heart. Mm -hmm. We're united in Christ. And I think 
that is so powerful and so beautiful that that Jesus Christ can do that to people with differences that he can heal them. But I think you have to be open to it, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. So you you have written this amazing book on the Holy Ghost from A to Z. What principle, I know you have like 26 principles in there, what principle in there do you have that, that applies to this situation right here where the Holy Ghost is able to take people from perhaps opposing backgrounds or conflicting interests and unite them? I think that the most applicable one is peace, mm-hmm. which is the chapter that starts with P. It's the <laughs> can bring you the Holy Ghost can bring you peace. Wow. And um and thinking back to the last few weeks, I've felt that in a few different ways, kind of these these like aha moments of how the spirit has brought me peace. When you have anxiety, you worry about all sorts of different things. Yes. And one of the tricks that my <clears throat> one of the tricks that my sister taught me is to imagine the worst case scenario. Because if you can be okay with the worst case scenario, then you can be okay with anything that might happen. Mm. And so I was thinking, okay, what's the worst case scenario? And that's what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. It is the the death and the destruction of what's happening in Ukraine. And I thought, okay, so the people that are dying, they are going home to their maker. They are going to a better place. They are with God. And <clears throat> that was, you know, the worst case. And then there are other people who are still here that they haven't lost their lives, but they've lost their homes and they've lost loved ones and they've lost jobs and stability and they've lost so much. But in that case, God is with them. And I just feel so much peace knowing that God understands their situation. He understands each person's heart, each person's worries and fears and everything that's going on in their lives. And I know that I can't help everyone. You know, they're so far away. There's so many that are suffering, but it just brings me a lot of peace to know that God is with them. Oh, that is so powerful. I love, I love that the way that you approach that, that even in a worst case scenario, and you imagine that in your mind, you think of how God can be with or comfort or, uh, help or heal and and that's just a powerful image in your mind that you can apply in almost any situation right that you can find god in the worst moments Mm -hmm. and invite him into those worst moments and then open yourself to that peace right yeah wow now, I know this probably wasn't easy, especially for you, you know, the ups and downs and emotions. And I think what's cool about uh, inviting God and the spirit into us is that he takes us where we are. If we're angry, it's okay. He loves us and he knows we're experiencing that emotion of anger. If we're sad, he's okay. You know, you're gonna experience that emotion of sorrow and it's okay, and I'll bless you, and I'll strengthen you. 
and 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 he'll take us with whatever emotions we come with and bless us to be able to move forward as long as we're inviting him in and we can take that anger to him and give it to him we can take that sorrow and give it to him we can take all those emotions and just Mm -hmm. here you go (laughs) and pray for peace have you seen have you been able to do that these last few weeks yes i have been able to do that but it has required a conscious effort um because my my go-to thing, like when I first wake up in the morning, it's to check the news, Mm. you know, it's to check what happened in the last six to eight hours. But I've been trying really hard to, before I check the news to say a prayer. Um, And before I, throughout the day, when I'm thinking about what's happening in Ukraine or keeping up on it, um, I try to think, about God. I try to, to, to think about scriptures that, that bring me hope and try to just make that conscious effort to keep God in my life because he really does take those emotions and, and, uh, and help me to handle them, help me to, to deal with whatever I'm going through. Mm. That is a powerful principle, the putting God first concept, right? Mm -hmm. That, even in a situation as dire as this, that we can make that choice. Okay, am I gonna check the news first or am I gonna check in with God first, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and just making that conscious choice, he sees that and he blesses you. And it's incredible how he's able to do that. And I don't know exactly how that works, but, but I know that it does because I've seen it in my own life too. It's that conscious choice, okay, even though all, all hell is breaking loose. I'm going to put you first and then I need your help. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not, not even just God, but also my family. Like mm. I will be trying to catch up on the news and one of my kids will be, you know, pestering me, wanting my attention. And it's like, what am I going to do? Am I, am I going to like shoo them away so I could finish this news or am I going to turn off the news and, and, spend time with them and hold them close because they're people don't people in Ukraine are just having a hard such a hard time that I just want to do what I can for my own family here to treasure those relationships that are so important because you you never know what's going to happen wow that is a really good perspective that when we're in times of stress, don't forget to put first things first. God, family, don't let the other things distract you from the things that matter most. Mm-hmm. And that's easier said than done in certain certain circumstances like this, you know, where you're worried about your family and you're dealing with anxiety and stuff like that. But I love, I love that principle. Live now, live today, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and that reminds me of um, another thing that the Spirit taught me. Um, one of the first few days, I think it was about the second or the third day, um, I was trying to get something done and I just couldn't focus for the life of me because mm. this was just so on my mind. And I thought, oh, I just wish I wasn't so preoccupied. My mind is just so preoccupied. Um, and then I stopped because that word occupied um, I read the Russian, I, I read the news in Russian 
um, uh-huh. because it comes faster than in English because it's right there. <laughs> um, and the word that they use um, for the Russians that are there are occupanti, which is occupiers. Mm. And I just realized just because Russia is trying to take over Ukraine doesn't mean that this war needs to take over my life. Ooh. Like I'm just, those thoughts were just so occupying my mind. And so the Ukrainian resistance has actually become a very powerful symbol for me because of the way that they are fighting back, the way they are defending their lands and their freedom and their families. I mean, to the point of thousands and thousands of people signing up to fight and people literally putting their bodies on the ground in front of armored vehicles and people yelling at the the Russian soldiers to go home and just this this powerful sense of defending their land and I've kind of related that to myself picturing my mind as a battlefield and these thoughts of depression and despair and anger trying to get inside but I want to be like those Ukrainians and I want to drive those out with faith and hope and light and love and all of those things from God that will help us to get through this. And so just day after day with a conscious effort, that's, that's what I try to do is just drive away those feelings like the Ukrainians are trying to drive away those occupiers. Wow. And that's a battle that we each wage every day, the battle that happens right here in our own minds. Mm-hmm. What a powerful image that is. I love how you were, how the spirit taught you that, right? That here's how you, this applies to you, Liz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just that little, that little thought I had and then the, the aha moment of that, even just that simple word occupier or occupying. Wow. Have you had any other spiritual thoughts that you'd like to share before we wrap it up? Um, maybe not a spiritual thought, but an invitation for people. Um, there was this awesome quote that I heard a friend share. I am only one, but still I am one. I cannot do everything, but still I can do something. And because I cannot do everything, I will not refuse to do something that I can do. And when I read that, I think so many of us are feeling helpless we are here in the States. We're so far away. We want to help. Our conscience is telling us to help. And sometimes we don't know how we feel that helplessness, that powerlessness. But it's helped me to feel empowered when I do the things that I can do. Um, and I just want people to know if you are feeling that helplessness, find a way that you can help because there are ways you can donate, you can there's probably some kind of volunteer opportunity in your community. Um, I personally did a, a podcast episode about Ukraine mm-hmm. and um, just helping to make people aware and just doing those little things that I could do. That brought me a lot of peace. Oh, yeah. And I think those feelings of helplessness that, that are so common, it's your conscience, but without a way to, you just haven't found a way to fulfill that yet. Mm. And if you're struggling to find that, you can always ask God to just ask God what you can do and, and he can help you know what steps you can take. 
because you may just be one person, but the world is full of one person, one by one, and together we can make a difference. Oh, I love that. And we can, we can, we can do little things. And I love how you said, ask God what you can do. Because sometimes prayer is a powerful thing. You know, praying for people. If you know someone over there, pray for them specifically by name. If you don't know someone over there personally, just pray for the the people on both sides who are struggling, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's powerful. Has there been a Bible verse that has become meaningful to you at this time of conflict? Uh, yes, definitely. Um, it's Isaiah 41.10. And that thing that I was saying about God is with the Ukrainians, uh, this is what came to mind. Uh, the Lord says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee by the right hand of my righteousness. And I truly believe that that applies to Ukrainians right now. It applies to everybody, but especially to them and their situation right now. You know, I love how he says, fear thou not. And then he speaks of faith. And I think that's one of the things I've been pondering in the scriptures, especially with everything going on is, am I going to let fear, kind of like you were saying, overtake my mind, or am I gonna let faith permeate my mind? And it, it, it is that constant battle, especially for those of us who struggle with anxiety, making that choice, I choose faith today, you know, mm -hmm. and then battling for it because it is a battle that we wage minute by minute in our minds. Uh, but that, I love that, choosing the, f the faith over the fear and, and giving that to God because it's too hard for us to do it on our own, right? We need his help in those daily battles in our mind and in real life. Mm -hmm. Well, Liz, this has been so wonderful. I know there's going to be people who want to check out you and your podcast. Where can they find you online? And, and also tell us about your book that's now available for pre-order. Yeah. So my podcast, uh, podcast website is ldsbooknook.com. And um, there you can also find a link to my website, uh, which is kind of hard because I have to spell it out, but I'll spell it for you. Um, so it's lizkazanji.com. And that last name is spelled K-A-Z-A-N-D-Z-H-Y. But again, you can probably just go to ldsbooknook.com and click the link there. Um, <laughs> easier to find and easier to spell, right? <laughs> yes. And uh, you can Google the Holy Ghost from A to Z. And you can find that on Amazon and some other places that you can pre-order it and it'll come in June. It's a book I wrote to help people feel the spirit more in their life. Just these 26 ways, one way for each letter, um, 26 ways that the spirit can bless your life. Oh, I love that. And I'm so thankful you were able to share with us the letter P from that book. Yes. In today's episode about how the spirit brings us peace. And so thank you for sharing peace with us and for sharing these amazing lessons that the Spirit has taught you as you have struggled with the anxiety, watching your family in the Ukraine struggle. And may God bless you and your family. We'll keep you in our prayers. Thank you. Are you looking for a gift for a friend, sister, or mother who is really struggling right now and you're not sure what to get them? It's hard for me to sometimes find those gifts. And so Today, I'm so excited to tell you about 
his booklet, The Mother's Might. It's a perfect, simple, inexpensive gift you can give your friends, your family, your sisters, anyone that you want to share this story with. And it will be meaningful. It's not just a little piece of candy that they eat and forget. It's something they can read over and over again because so often we, as women, feel alone and overwhelmed and burdened and like there's so many things weighing upon our shoulders. And what I love about this story is that it points us to Jesus Christ in our times of trouble, that he understands us, he loves us, he knows what we're going through and he is more than willing to help us bear that burden. And I love that about this story, that it gives not only me hope, but it will convey that sense of hope for all of you. So get your copy of it today, tamarakanderson.com slash store. You can order one, two, 10, 20, however many you want. And we will get those to you so you can get them distributed. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard, subscribe so you can get your weekly dose of powerful stories of hope. I know there are many of you out there who are going through a hard time, and I hope you found useful things that you can apply to your own life in today's podcast. If you would like to access the show notes of today's show, please visit my website, storiesofhopepodcast.com. There you will find a summary of today's show, the transcript, and one of my favorite takeaways. You know, if someone kept coming to mind during today's episode, perhaps that means that you should share this episode with them. Maybe there was a story shared or a quote or a scripture verse that they really, really need to hear. So go ahead and share this podcast. May God bless you, especially if you are struggling with hope to carry on and with the strength to keep going when things get tough. Remember to walk with Christ and he will help you bear the burden. And above all else, remember God loves you.